We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 64, year two. Today we're going to talk about my Poker After Dark uh, filming uh, last week. Um, and uh, Bitcoin, whatever's going else in the world. Um, I haven't really done much. Uh, the mouthpiece is next. What up? What up? What up? Welcome to the mouthpiece. Episode 64, year two. Ah, how's everybody doing today? Um, I was originally scheduled to have this on Saturday with a special guest, but, but my editor, Mr. Danny over there calls me yesterday and said, well, if you want to do a podcast this week, it has to be tomorrow because I'm leaving town for the weekend. But last week he told me that, but he actually had people in town. So I didn't run it last week. I took a week off. So what I need to do is this guy's overpaid. I think I'm going to have to fire his ass, man. So, um, you know, that's uh, pretty much what's going on. Let's see. I played uh, Poker After Dark, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before. Um that was fun. I did pretty well. I'm always do well because I am. What does Phil Helmuth always say? I'm Phil Helmuth. That's why all I do is win. No, but uh, no, you're I, uh, too good, Phil Helmuth. You're too good. Yeah. So uh, no, but I I do win. But I, that's not because I just what I do. I win. You know, and uh, so I played. Um, played I shouldn't even be telling you guys if I won or lost I can't help it you guys know I won so uh, but we won't I'll let you guys wait till it comes out and you'll watch it it's kind of boring lineup which was supposed to be so great no a lineup that was supposed to be so great that Mike you gotta play I got three venture capitalists business guys playing it's gonna be the greatest game ever yada 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 brent hanks you motherfucker lying motherfucker that lineup sucked but whatever you know what wackadoodle shit we talking about today that's a good question uh chad what are we gonna talk about today uh well, I don't know. I'll just uh, let some people uh, call in the show and see what they want to talk about. But um, anyways, uh, I'll be putting this out on my Twitter, too. Um, we are running a $100 no-rake tournament this Sunday in my private online poker room. Uh, we are going to have... Um, Basically, uh, you could buy in. It's no rake. Uh, and if you want to play in the home game, you can do that. Uh, so email mouthpoker at yahoo.com. 
mouthpoker at yahoo.com and uh, my assistant will give you um, give everybody a way they could sign up to my tournament lobby and my online private game uh, my Venmo got hacked yesterday again that's uh, the second time it's been hacked in two months uh, I've been trying to not keep money on there it's almost like they knew when I had the most money on there I could have which is uh, I think I had like 7k on there and they they take it over and they lock you out and they they then uh, transfer their your bank account their, to theirs and they transfer the money straight on out. And uh, that's what they do. So um, what are you doing, Gizmo? Come here, Gizzy. Look at everybody. Look how big this motherfucker is. Can you believe it? You remember when he was just a kitten? Back in May, he was like so small. Now he's a big, giant, huge enormous cat and he's still a pain in the ass he oh hello flash come here flash come say hi to everyone come here flash come here flash come here flash flash just turned 19 a couple weeks ago there he comes he still flies and jumps up like he's a kitten hi flash yes right baby Everybody loves Flash and Gizmo. Flash is 19 now. Oh, there's Gizmo. Gizmo and Flash. Hello, boys and boys. And boys. Yes, right. You two are just love bugs. Okay, we'll let you guys go. Everybody causing a ruckus. So, um, yeah, so I haven't played any poker. Now, I'll be playing again. Uh, I'll be playing next week uh, in the Phil game. Uh, I get to play one week a month. That's uh, that's uh, my good buddy Phil's uh, uh, rules now. Are you crazy, so, Phil? So I guess one week a month is better than none. And uh, uh, Phil just thinks I'm just so good that I'm just going to win every week. So last time I played, I won... I won pretty good, but we had a bet. He said I'd win over fourteen thousand for the week. Uh, I bet him a thousand I wouldn't, and I lost that bet. And now he upped it to fifteen thousand for the week, and I bet him a thousand that I wouldn't, uh, because like Phil like uh, is kind of delusional. He thinks that you just like just because you're good, you just sit and you win. Um, you know, and, and in all fairness, I appreciate Phil. He, you know, he res- he thinks I'm just, you know, how, I am good. You know, he knows how good I am, but but he thinks I'm. I think he thinks I'm way better than I am. Uh, but I'm good, you know. Uh, but he just thinks that you sit down and you're guaranteed to just to just win. Like you play four days of poker and you make four thousand a day, uh, every day without a loss. Um, and uh, you know. Phil's run so good, he just, you know, so he understands, he, 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 you know, and he watches me always win, so, you know, he thinks it's easy, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I hope I can pay him another thousand bucks, I could win 15,000 in a week, even if I only play once a week, and I win 15 or 20,000 during that week, at least, uh, I keep my bills being paid, so, 
we'll see what happens. I'm hoping if I win, uh, I don't want to win too much because then he kicks me out. So, you know, I just haven't been playing much. I'm going to get the vaccine next week. Um, my mom called me two days ago. She was all like, didn't want to get the vaccine. She wanted to wait. I'm like, Mom, you're 82 years old. There's nothing to wait for. And so she decided she's gonna, we're going to go together next week and get the vaccine. Um, I fucking feel perfect. I'll probably inject myself with the COVID vaccine and I'll probably get sick as a dog. Because the last time I took a vaccine, I took a flu vaccine about 14 years ago. Never had the flu in my life. And uh, I was so sick after that vaccine. I swore I'd never do it again. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, it's going to change your DNA, bro. You know, it's going to, right? It's going to fuck me up, huh? It changes your DNA. It's the first one. So, well, what's it going to do to me, you think? Probably nothing. Probably nothing? It's going to fuck. I'm, my body's fucking, it'll fuck me up, man. So, um yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, Bitcoin just goes up and up and up. All you motherfuckers that called me a Ponzi scheme motherfucker in 2012 when I was open, opening Get Lucky Poker and I was going to fund it on Bitcoin. Y'all told me I was starting another Ponzi scheme. Y'all threatened me with death threats and you were going to kill me. And I had 10000 at Bitcoin at 27 bucks a coin. It's worth $187 million now. I said I have nothing but you guys wanted to sh kill me and threaten me. Maybe it wasn't you guys, but whoever was. You go back and look at my tweets from 2012 when they threatened to kill me over starting out, opening a company on Bitcoin. I'd have I'd be worth like 150 million again. But whatever, uh, I don't harp on it. Uh, it has like one losing day. It's funny. Bitcoin just goes up, 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 up. Then I went from 58,000 back to 46 in two days. And every poker player on the internet was crying poverty. They are the funniest people I've ever, poker players are the funniest people I've ever seen. My friend who is not very rich, he just put 100K in this new coin that he believes in. Uh, I'll get you guys the name of it in a minute. Uh, and I am going to probably invest the same amount uh, we'll see uh, in this coin um, uh, and uh, no not Dogecoin it's something with an M I'll get the name of it here before this uh, segment's over stop putting out different ones it's, I, I'll tell you the name of it it's like ranked like 271st coin but we're thinking it's going to be a top 50 coin I'll get you guys the name of it before uh, before the show's over. So um, let's see what else is going on. Um, <clears throat> I've been uh, going out uh, a little bit, uh, moving, trying to stretching, getting myself in better shape, trying to to get myself uh, where the pain that I go through isn't so bad. Like every time I do this podcast with you guys and I sit in this chair uh I then like I'm in pain for two hours I call it the chair of death uh so um you know uh whatever it is what it is so I just deal with it um let's see what else is going on so I'm playing poker next week in the Phil game uh I uh 
my uh, editor Danny is not going to leave town next week, so we'll have a guest. He won't call me and say. What's going on? Oh, the Lakers suck. They lose four straight, but I'm not really worried about the Lakers. They'll be fine. I do think the Jazz are pretty fucking good, though. Um, they're really good, actually. I don't know if they can win the West, but I don't know. I'm a diehard Laker fan. Last year, we looked so dominant. We were so long. The Lakers were so long, and um, they lost two centers, and... Uh, Harris, Montreal Harris might be a better offensive center, but he doesn't have that length and those shot blocking ability uh, that we were getting from Dwight and um, from what's the other guy's name? He's on Cleveland now. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we're not as long. So, you know, we'll see what ha- what happens uh, with the Lakers. The Golden Knights are pretty good. I mean, they went 2-2 two and two against Colorado really looked good the last game against them. They changed the they they changed the lines up a little bit, and for the first time ever, I think the coach actually improved their offense. Now they they're missing more games with COVID. So, um, like anytime you like get within eight feet of somebody that was cl- within eight feet of somebody who had COVID, they cancel games. It's pretty funny. It's called the close contact COVID protocol. Close contact. Yeah, I was within 10 feet of the guy who was within 8 feet of a guy who was in 6 feet of a guy who had COVID. So now we got to shut all the games down. Uh, anyways. That's what's going on with that. So um, we're going to uh, go ahead and um, open up some phone lines, get people to call in and uh, see what my... Um, my fans and my players want to talk about today. Uh, so once again, um, if you want to play in my poker tournament, hundred bucks, no rake, Sunday night at seven p.m. Email mouthpoker at yahoo dot com, mouthpoker at yahoo dot com, and uh, we'll set you up an account and you could play in our game. Okay. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be what up what up welcome to the mouthpiece it's mike what's up brother shalom what up bro how are you doing where are you from frank from georgia what's happening what's up frank how's it going not much man same old shit different day what do you feel oh same old shit different day that's a good answer yeah that's my answer too uh, let's see. Um, I, um, life is good. I, uh, I'm in the middle of, uh, kind of a breakup with a girl I've been with for eight years. And, uh, oh, for real? That's but no, but it's, it's good for both of us. I mean, we were like a mutual. 
Yeah, we get we get along fine. Uh, it's just we our relationship just hasn't really been going anywhere, and so it's just um, she's a good girl. She's nice, you know. It's just the best. It's just best for both of us, you know, to move forward. It's not waste any more time of our lives, you know. So uh, no, so that's actually a good thing, really. To be honest with you, I mean, you know, it's easy to be upset about it, you know, but she she knows it's the right thing, so. You know that's you know that's that's going on and and just well, as uh, long as like neither one's going to be devastated or whatever. That's well, we're both going to be like devastated because you know we get we're very good friends. We get along fine. We're just I just you know I just think that it's time to move on. You know, and uh, if I'm wrong, I'll I'll know down the road. But right now, it's just probably the right thing to do. So, well, you know, good luck with your decision. Yeah, she's a good girl, man. We get along fine. So nothing to say. About nothing bad about that, you know. So. Yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, as far as poker, dude, I haven't, um, I haven't seen a hand probably in two weeks or so. I've been fucking spending too much time in the pool room. Do you know anything about pool, Mike? Yeah, I used to play a lot of it. What do you want? I know a lot. All right. So I, uh, I've been in pool for like probably fifteen, twenty years. Actually, before I started playing poker, and right. it's like, if you know anything about it, it's like the most nittiest people in the world trying to match up in a place for hours and hours. Everyone's trying to steal. Like, literally, no one has any gamble. Yeah. I played this, uh, I played this cat the other night. We're playing races to seven for 300, and, um, he's giving me the seven ball, playing nine ball on a bar box. He I gave you how He gave you seven right. balls out of the nine? No, no, no. He spotted me to seven balls, so we're playing nine balls. Okay, I know so, how to play nine um, ball. Yeah. Okay. So if I make the seven during the game at any time during a good hit, I win or whatever. Okay. So, whatever so or he has to make the nine every time you can make the seven or the nine. Yeah, I both. can make a combo on it. Yeah. Got um, it. Okay. So it's an extra money ball. It's, uh, gotcha. Okay. You know, I played a lot yeah. of it. And I'm not like I'm not like a pro by no means. I'm like you know like on an ABC ranking, I'm probably a C plus or whatever. And, yeah. Um, I used to so be around. A, I used to be around a C minus. If, if well, a pro, uh, if a pro was a, if a pro was an A, yeah, C minus, that for sure at, at best, maybe D plus. I was, I mean, I was average. I'm an average. I could, I could, I can make shots, you know. But I mean, like, I'm yeah, not, I hear you. All the all the pens, big table and small table, also. Like, just to give you an example, like, um, I yeah, Dennis Arcolo, which is like he's top two in the world right now, probably mm-hmm. best all around pool player in the world. And I played him on a seven-foot table. He gave me the break in the last five playing nine ball. And gotcha. the man never missed a ball. It was like he tortured me or whatever. But um, going back to what I was telling you, so I fucking played his dude. We play until like eight in the morning. And um, he ends up fucking stiffing me the whole way, like literally never paid me a dollar. Welcome to the pool and, world. Uh, That's the pool yeah, world for you. Yeah, fucking drove me nuts. Like, you know, obviously I know those things happen and stuff. The guy was so fucking cunning, though. It's like... Like, I've been hustling and, you know, been around the scene for years, but, like, this guy was on another level and um, literally See, fucking made me feel bad for him. You know they, make, they make poker, fucking... pool hustlers make poker players look like good people. Man, they're the, they're wor- the worst <laughs> yeah, of the worst. Pretty much. Man. Yeah, they, pretty uh, much. yeah. Uh, my dude came and talking about JRB, though, man, and said, um, I mean, I'm not trying to put anyone's business out there, but said he went, uh, he's pretty much bust, though from playing uh, pool and whatnot. I don't know how true it is. I believe it's true. I believe it's true. I thought fucking Baldwin and everything was taking him. No. 
I believe it's true because uh, when he calls me like three weeks ago, want money, I'm sure it's true. Yeah. Did no. you fucking hear anything about this also? Because I didn't hear this from a reputable source, but somebody said something about a cheating scandal. That's all I'll say. That's what? Somebody told me something about a cheating scandal involving JRB, but I don't I don't know anything you know, um, more about it. He wasn't directly involved. Um that I know. Uh I know about the scandal, but he wasn't directly involved. So, um, so I will you, not. Was it like an RFID thing, a dab? Thing, uh, it or? was an RFID thing in a home game. Um, yeah, that's scary. And shit, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. I don't want to really talk about it uh, until. Yeah, I don't believe you. That's. Fine. I mean, it's. It, I mean, I know all about it. Uh, uh, I know about a lot of things that have gone on in this since COVID started. The underground poker world is a real, real dirty place to be. And um, no shit, when they have brought, you know, when they what they've done now is instead of playing in casinos, they're taking all the fish out of the casinos where everybody gets to play with them and they're putting them in the home games. And uh, it's well, that's what he was doing before. Whatever he would run a private game well, at yeah. the casino and you know be able to pick the lineup. Well, yeah, and that's when it all started about 2014, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And now they've made the mixed games private games. Before it was just a no limit, and so unless you're involved in the private games, if you're a good poker player, you don't get in. You know, so. Um, it's uh, the poker world is a very bad place right now, and it's um, it's it's not a healthy environment. It's not right that people are being singled out, and and if you're a good player, you don't get to play with it. You can't play in any games with anybody who yeah, that's gives ridiculous, it. Honestly. And, and 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 it's basically uh, who you know, and uh, how you you know that's how you get in, and it's. Uh, you know, before I never had problems. Uh, people loved to play with me, and they still do. But you know, when you you just if you win too much, they uh, you know when other people win too much, it's okay. But when a name player like me starts winning too much, you know, it just becomes so much so politi- it. so politi- it's so politicized. It's a joke. But, yeah, that uh, happens in so, our uh, pool as well. Man. You know, when I see, uh, you know, a lot of things that's been going on in the underground poker world, uh, you know, I, I, I talk about it a little bit on my podcast. I don't like to bring up names of uh, what's been going on uh, unless there are literal fucking cheats like fucking Scott Ball. You know, so uh, when a guy like Scott right, Ball, right. when a guy like Scott Ball, who went out of his way for like four months to destroy me, okay, when I knew he was a stone cold scam and cheat, uh, yeah, when it when it comes when it comes out that he gets caught scamming and cheating, I'm going to expose him on my show. You know, uh, only because he fucking I warned him, I told him, I knew he was a scam and cheat, I warned him, and. Uh, and uh, then he became came out as a scamming cheat, and uh, and I, I I I'm not going to let more people get scammed or cheated by somebody that's, yeah, for sure. that's a big name and, in the and poker then, you world. Know, with that being said, there's a total difference I, in my mind versus a uh, a scam and cheat versus someone that runs up a book 
and gets tight on money or whatever. And right. That's pay, a, obviously. I, you know I told I mean? people, yeah, like a guy who goes to a bookie, loses three, four hundred thousand, and and pays two hundred of it, knows two hundred. Uh, and those aren't scam. Those are just degens that lose money. Scam, yeah, exactly. Scamming there's, cheats there's are people that. who went in with an agenda to scam or cheat and then yeah, did absolutely. it and got yeah, caught. For sure. Okay. And but there's. That's how I felt with playing this cat. If you would have paid me even $100, I wouldn't have uh, you yeah. know, been so frustrated about it. But I felt like you're shooting the air barrel at me to win my money when I don't have a chance at getting paid anything. So Correct. you essentially tried to scam me. Yeah. So there's another person. I don't want to bring up this person's name right now that's been scamming and cheating people for four or five months. Uh, but I, I, I want to make I want to have a hundred percent proof on the before I go public with it. Um, there's a lot of things I know right now. I heard a lot of that shit was going on with the uh, with the um, pineapple shit on that app. Uh, probably because because all there. I do is win against people that I know and the people that I played that I lost three four hundred thousand to beat me when like okay so like when i play people back and forth and we go back and forth for like forever you know what i mean but then the certain people that beat me out of like fifty thousand in a week uh that just doesn't happen because i play everybody and i don't there's no like there's no like thousand point up and down swings in a week and i play like a lot of hours and these people i was losing thousand points to three four five people I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I just know that whatever it's, it is what it is. You know, um, people owe me a lot from Chinese. I owe, I owe some from Chinese, but I got, I, I paid most of it and I'm not paying anymore until I start getting paid on it. So yeah, I hear yeah. you, man. And I'm sorry. Right, I'll ask you one question. I'll let you go. I know sure. I've been on for a minute. Uh, yeah. real quick. Um, what you, um, blah, blah, blah. Lost my train of thought. WSOP, you said it's pretty. You're pretty confident it's going to run this year. hundred percent going to run. I, I mean, about coming out and taking in some shots like corrupt. Cor- our our corrupt fucking politician, Doctor Fauci, who is corrupt as fuck. He says that it's going to be eighty percent back to normal by the end of April. So that's going to give it. Oh, really? Yeah, he expects to that because I mean, by the end of April, you're going to have you're going to have over half the country. Uh, more than half the country with vaccinated. So um, uh, the numbers are dropping like flies right now. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think all the tables will have the plastic in between it at the World Series. Um, uh, it's fucking miserable, but whatever. It's not. I played with the plastic in between. Have you played with the plastic in between or no? Yeah, I, I don't enjoy it, but I mean. I don't enjoy it either, but after like 10 minutes, you get playing. used to it. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, like. You know, at for the first 10 minutes, I was like, this is horrible. And then after that, I played for like the next three, four hours. And it was, you get used to it. It's not a big deal. You know, I think it's. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know, it's just whatever. I mean, uh, we'll have to deal with that for another year. You know, it is what it is. But, you well, know. Well, the hey, last time th- I talked to you, I talked about not being, you know, not progressing or whatever for a long time and shit. And um, I wanted to, you know, I've been playing a lot of cash lately. I haven't played tournaments seriously since, you know, online days or whatever. Yeah. But um, I thought about, like, you know, 
you know, studying and shit, but it's like, I don't even know where to start anymore. It's like, do I, uh, you know, start running sim, you know, sims and shit and, mm-hmm. uh, keep a track of VP, IP and all that stuff. Or do I just like, just fucking try to just play my solid game that I've been playing? You know what? I, I don't uh, know even if I that mean, makes sense. You know, I always, I, I, I always tell people to, to join Jonathan Little's coaching, coaching, uh, uh, society. He teaches pretty good. Uh, he's real good with teaching people internet poker, internet algorithms, and simulations and all that bullshit that I don't have no interest in. Have you ever had this problem, man? Like uh, back in the day, I think the best book I ever read was uh, Harrington on Hold'em, mm-hmm. um, his tournament um, stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I run into this issue sometimes. I think I try to shoot too complex of plays, or I try to balance my three and four betting range to a point mm-hmm. to where. I'm leveling. I'm like above a level of this individual, basically. Like I'm thinking, what does he think? I think he has or whatever, yeah. and like he's just thinking about what he fucking has because he's four bet me with aces. But I'm thinking, well, I three bet so often, it's time for him to four bet me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I'm gonna yeah, jam yeah. it on him, and I end up running into aces when I got fucking seven eight suited. I don't know if you you know do shit like that or is it just being I try. I'm just being too fancy sometimes. Yeah, no, it was probably just you. So, somebody <laughs> just typed me, Fauci is saving lives. I'm like, Fauci's a unelected, corrupt fucking po- politician. Right, he's not even a politician, Fuck but he Fauci thinks he is. That dude. that dude is so corrupt, it's unreal. He's got the World Health Organization in his pocket. He's got, he's like, he's like, got like two million invested in all these vaccines and shit. Dude, they're all in it together, dude. I'm like... Nobody's ever going to tell me any different. This fucking virus was sent here by China on purpose to take out Trump. And so they could have economic dominance over the world, which they now have. And anybody want to tell me any different? They could go suck a big giant dick. okay? because I'm not going to listen to them. I, I, I believe what I believe. I know they how they politicized the virus to fucking take out Trump. And they'll never convince me any different. Now is the world a better yeah. pl- you know is the world a better place I without think Trump? Facebook Who knows? post the other day said something about putting a fence around the White House or whatever is okay, but not one around our borders. It's exactly. Like, what, you know what exactly. I'm saying? That was like, what the fuck? No shit. They don't want borders because they need those fucking illegals so they can fucking win elections. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they have these well, these unele- these terrible election laws in all these fucking California and fucking Nevada and all these fucking corrupt places. And I don't even want to get I'm into I'm just politics. waiting for California to break off and go into the ocean. Yeah, no shit. The world will be a better place, right? <laughs> place is yeah, fucking the worst, run, the worst run state in the history of, of the United States of America. So No shit. Man. All right, man. Well, I got some other luck, calls. Take care. Thanks for calling, man. Take care. Later. All right, peace. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, they're all fucking corrupt, man. If you think Trump's corrupt, fucking. At least Trump was out in the open telling y'all what he was going to do every day. This motherfucker, Biden, they, they do, do shit behind everyone's back. What up, man? Hello. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Good. Fellow Canadian here, uh, one of uh, living in, living where Daniel came from, essentially oh, Toronto, in Toronto. that in that area. Toronto area, cool. Um, yeah. So first, I just wanted to uh, you know commend you on your uh, your pro Trump um, talk all along. Um, yeah. You spoke a lot of truth. Yeah. 
you know, listen, is Trump a fucking moron? Yeah, he's a total fucking idiot. Wrong. But he's a moron. But you know what? His policy, he just, he was very, listen, I tell people always say how much Trump lies. I go, they don't give a fuck about his lies. They care when he tells the truth. No other politician will tell the truth about shit. You know, when he comes out and talks about, well, the soldiers love me, but the people in the Pentagon hate me because they're part of the military. The, the military industrial complex that's the truth you know they don't want to hear that you know what i'm saying because all they want to do is put money in their pockets they don't give a fuck you know is when he says that, shit like that that's when the, that's when the that's when the the politics they get they they're worried about they're not worried about trump saying anything they they want to cut off his intelligent briefings not because they're worried about what lies he's going to say they're worried about he might come out and tell the truth that's all well, that's exactly it. And, you know, all these independents that, that switched from uh, Trump to Biden, I think they're already regretting it. I mean, you know, with, with rising gas prices. Gas is know, up a buck a gallon blocks. already. A buck a gallon. It's been a month. I just saw it was like two forty five at the and now it's, it's 80 cents. It's gone up. 80, it's just going to, it'll be five bucks a gallon again because they cut out, we're, we're no longer energy independent because they got to get their green new bullshit through. Green new bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> Let's see, we got to save the cunt, the world from the, from the evil fucking climate deniers. Oh my God. The only difference is the climate's only changed about 400 times in the last like 10 billion years or more than that probably so just because the climate changing now they're oh my god it's it's all because of carbon and carbon this and carbon that go suck a dick Fucking oh i know even the AOC, aoc even wants the cows gone because she says they emit too much gas yeah, it's yeah, just the, ridiculous Dude, everything's politicized to fit an agenda and the corrupt media fucking follows whatever the dems push and you listen in a country to have a free democracy we need a, a, a we need a media that's not biased to one side or the other and that doesn't push the same fucking liberal agenda um i mean i'm not knocking people i have plenty of liberal friends uh but they think just because they're um they're uh, socially liberal that that means that they should endorse all these insane fucking leftist policies and and it's like you know i'm socially liberal on everything but that doesn't mean i'm going to be a democrat i'm not going to push those far left insane policies that nobody's interested in except the people on the far left which are the twitter fucking mobs and like i said only 10 percent of the country is even on Twitter, and 80% of the tweets come from 10% of the people. So it's not reality. And then they see it on Twitter, and they start pushing those policies as mainstream, and nobody gives a fuck, you know? Nobody wants their daughters going to fucking high school and worried about biological males being in their fucking bathroom with them and raping them, you know? It's just nobody wants that, but because it's, it's people on Twitter say that's what they want, and they want to push it, you know, and I got nothing yeah, against anybody. It's, so it, 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 it's the squeaky wheel getting the grease. You only hear from those small, yeah. that small percentage of the complainers. Yeah. No, no. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Somebody so, just, so, Hey, sorry to, to, to get on to poker for a quick sack. So, uh, your buddy, Phil, 
mm-hmm. and Daniel are going to be in a match together. Correct. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to it because I'm I'm I I believe what you say is Daniel fell right into Doug's trap because Doug criticized Daniel for not raising for not three betting queens the one. Remember time. that early in the match? Yeah. Yep. Yes. And and that that irked Doug because Doug was not able to narrow down what Daniel didn't have. So he tried to almost bully him into start three batting hands so that Doug would know what he had. And Daniel fell right into that trap. I don't think Phil will fall into the trap. What do you think? I got the heebie jeebies. Yeah, no. Uh I agree. And uh, you know, I think that listen, a Phil style. What pl- pl- kind of plays into these um, into these GTO people's style, but the only difference is, is Daniel's a great tournament player. So you you you're you're, you're basically going to put uh, a head up format, which Daniel's real comfortable in now, and you're going to add a tournament feature that Daniel's real comfortable in, and I think that that gives Daniel the edge. Okay, but. Um, it doesn't have to, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I think Daniel's the favorite, but if you're going to give me two to one on Phil, I'll be taking Phil. Because I'm good at no limit hold'em. Because, no, not because you're good at no limit hold'em, because fucking, <laughs> because you're fucking, uh, the, the, the blinds are going to go up. They're going to start 500 big blinds and two and a half hours in, they'll be down to between 25 and 50 and, if Phil's still in the match and it becomes where Phil's able to use his instincts to put some pressure on Daniel, I mean, it just, I mean, nobody in, in, in the format they're playing, nobody should be more than a dollar 35. Um, they opened Phil 150 and they took it off the board because Daniel went as high as two to one. Uh, that's just the way the style they're playing. There's a lot of value in taking Phil, a lot. And that's that's and I do believe Daniel's a much better player. So and I shouldn't say that because Phil gets mad when I say that. He thinks that I'm I don't give him enough credit. Uh it's not that I, I give him don't give him enough credit. It's it's that Daniel works hard on his game and puts you know, where Phil just shows up and says, Well, uh, you know, I'm uh I could just show up and I'm Phil Hamith and I can win. You know, and maybe he can. You know, maybe he can. Maybe he can. So we'll, you know, we'll see. I mean, I can't believe that Antonio would ever lose three straight to Phil. Uh, to me, that's just shocking, you know. But it happened, uh, and uh, it's four, oh, four, four. So that poses a good question, Mike. What happens? What happens if if Phil does beat, you know, Daniel, who is a GTO player now, who never used to be, by the way, but now he is, right? So if Daniel follows the GTO format against Phil, and Phil wins let's say three in a row against daniel what do you think that will do to the poker world do you think that 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 will start to beg the question like is gto really the way to go what's that yeah uh i i I don't think i think you're gonna see a competitive match um uh, but daniel i mean we'll see what happens uh i played daniel before back in the day and daniel was pretty easy to play against head up uh, uh, in no limit hold'em, um, he was he played a lot of small ball. Um, I mean, he didn't like to fold much. Uh, so once you realize he doesn't like to fold much, you know, you don't really 
you kind of just kind of wait till you have a hand and then you overbet a lot, um, which is kind of what Daniel should have done with Doug. Doug hated to fold, so he should have just kept the pots really small. And when he had it, increased the size of the pots because Doug never folded. I mean, it was really it was really poker one hundred and one, uh, but he just kind of fell into that trap of playing fire, fire fighting fire with fire, uh, and uh, you know that's uh, that's kind of what happened. So, yeah, yeah. Daniel Agreed, brother. Well, are you going to put money on it? Uh, they're both two of my best friends in poker. Probably not. You know, um, I mean, if. Every, it's an old saying that that uh, that um, Doyle Brunson always says: "You all keep going against Phil Hellmuth, and all he does is fucking win. So no matter how much you fucking think he can't, he can't, uh, uh, you know, do whatever. You know, just, he will. You know, it's my uh, ROI is the best ROI in history. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for telling us. Anyway, so we'll see, man. Anyways, uh. I got to go. Uh, thanks for calling. All right. Well, and, uh, my money's on, Bill. Uh, have a good rest of your podcast. Thanks for yeah. uh, listening. All right, man. Take care. Later. All right. All right. All right. All right. All righty. We have some more calls. What up? What up? Welcome to the mouthpiece, man. Hey, uh, Johnny Presto from Detroit. I was really wondering about what your thoughts were on the upcoming Landon Tice versus Bill Perkins match. You got the young wizard, you know, the uh, the GTO specialist, Landon, against Bill, and they're going to play it online. I think he's going to get buried. Uh, I met Landon Tice. I played with him in Poker After Dark last weekend. Uh I I realize he's 21 years old. He's like six foot five, and I I said I I told him I said I don't want to be rude in any way, but how does a 21 year old land themselves on poker after dark? Because I, I just want to know because I know a lot of these young so many young kids they cry about why they can't get on poker after dark, and some 21 year old I've never heard of is on poker after dark. So then he told me, well, you know, me, well, he's got a really good backing and a following. He's got Lucky Andrew Lichtenberger backing him and all them other guys. Well, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, two of his backers are uh, uh, fucking Matt Burke and, you know, a couple other guys. So he's got the big money behind him. Well, but he, I, he, I feel like he lured Bill Perkins into this match in the same way I'll, that he lured Daniel I'll, into the other match. But, but, but the difference, there's a big difference. You understand that he's spotting him. Seven, I, so I heard about this bet when we were playing Poker After Dark last week. And, I mean, you're spotting somebody 720 fucking thousand. All right? That's a fucking lot. Like, if Daniel didn't increase the size of was playing high variance against Doug, Daniel wouldn't have been stuck. Daniel was only stuck 486,000 with... 4,000 hands to, or 6,000 hands, 8,000 hands to go. I'm sorry. Yeah, with 8,000 hands to go, he's down 486. And Daniel had played as big as, as open of, of uh, uh, you know, wide open uh, way of playing. I mean, Bill Perkins, man, all he could fucking just play small ball with the guy. I mean, 720,000 is a lot, man. 
I yeah, mean, that's huge. And, and, and how Doug, Doug criticized um, the spot. He was like, you know, the nerve of this young kid to spot nine in a game like this. This is, uh, I, I don't think, I'll be honest with you, I might be wrong, but I don't, I, Bill Perkins is not like a terrible poker player. And he's got the same people that are working with, that work with Daniel and taught Daniel are, are the same people that are working with Bill Perkins. So, um, you're talking, you, you know, you're talking about being spotted 720,000 right away. You know, um, I'm not, don't think anybody can overcome that. I mean, well, there was a, a spreadsheet that Doug had got from one of his wizards or whatever. And he was mm-hmm. talking about how even if Landon was winning that game with a 15 big blind edge at the end, mm-hmm. within the realm of standard deviation, he could still lose spotting nine. So even if he's winning at 15, he could still lose. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to give me crazy odds with Bill Perkins, I, I mean, I'd ha- I don't know. It's a tough call, but I think he's going to get Barry playing online against Landon. Landon's played over 2 million hands of online poker in the, in the last couple of years. So. Yeah, but you, you understand that, okay, and I try and tell people this all the time, right? It doesn't matter. Like the best player – Let's say if a guy's like a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10 head up, right? And and the next guy is a 7, right? On a scale of 1 to 10. Or let's even say a 6, okay? Like, you know how long it would take to over to overcome that that you don't have to... Like, like, like I said, Doug was up 328,000 in all in EVs. With like eight thousand hands to go, or whatever. If the if it was reversed, Daniel would have been ahead in the match. You know what I mean? With like four thousand hands to go. I'm sorry. So let's just say if 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 Doug or, or if um, Bill is up three hundred twenty thousand in all in EVs with four thousand hands to go, Bill's not gonna. He can't lose the match. You see what I'm saying? So. It's people are, are very one of the biggest problems is people are way too many too uh, results oriented and uh, I don't know I think um, I think spotting somebody seven hundred twenty thousand that's a lot to spot somebody that it is you gotta, you gotta have some big balls to try something like that because somebody that is age. somewhat competent you know what I mean um, yeah and then. And Polk made a good point: is that Landon's not a pro. He's not a heads-up pro per se. Oh, he's not. Um, oh, I thought he was. No, I know. No, no, no. He's not. A, he hasn't played anyone. I well, mean, that, he's played. You know, he's played people in America. Well, like I played with him, uh, and I, I just thought he was a pretty good player. I mean, he started off, got, you know, th- four betting a few dog shit hands early on in the in the poker after dark. And then he was the biggest nit in the fucking, t- you never put a bad ship in after that. And I'm like, Oh, typically I'm like, I, I have respect for him because I'm like, see a 21 year old kid just folding, folding, folding. I'm like, all right, this kid gets it right. You know, back in the old days of poker after dark, you know, everybody knew the right way to play, but they'd be on TV and they'd be like three and four betting and playing all kinds of hands, trying to like show everyone how they could out play everyone. And, uh, yeah, new, I remember Elliot Lezra used right, to go crazy. Dude, not just that, but everybody. I would just sit there and not play a hand for like three hours, and I, all of a sudden I come in three betting, and you know I got aces or kings, and they'd all six people would call, right? 
You know, they, yeah. like, and it was so stupid because, like, if the flop came like eight, nine, ten, I'm not like I'm putting another chip in the pot, you know? Uh, right, because that's, that's somebody, why I, somebody definitely got Jack Queen suited. Right. Or so Jack I want or ten Jack, Jack or seven suited. eight or six seven or eight nine. So it's like, so it's yeah. like uh, it, it never it never understood uh, the, the how they played against me. That's why I was the second biggest winner on high stakes poker, and and I was probably the tightest player. But you know, I didn't have to do oh, anything. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't have to do anything, man. They just gave me action. You know, so, who's number one, Duan? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Duan, me, and Ivy were top three. So, yeah. So, all right. I, I was just curious about that. Oh, another thing I was curious about was what kind of odds would you take with Helmy? Do you say you take two to one? I, so, I mean, I don't think anyone's in in a, in the tournament format. I don't think anyone's more than the dollar thirty five favorite. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's just not a big enough hand sample. No, know? no, it's a tournament format where the blinds go up. Uh, that f- normally favors Phil, but Daniels is probably just as good a tournament player, o- almost probably. Uh, so, you know, um, I, 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 whoever catches the card's going to win. You know, um, so that's just it's not, it's not a if it's a twenty. It, listen, if they're playing twenty five, if they're playing the same format as Doug played Daniel, I, I, I'm positive Doug would win or Daniel would lose win. I mean, Daniel would win, but right. But with this fucking uh, uh, format, uh, you know, it's just uh, it, it. I I I mean, I'll, I'll take the odds with Phil probably if I could get. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably take the odds. I mean, last I yeah, heard, I mean, again, last I heard, and this was two weeks ago, Daniel was two to one favorite. Um, I think that's just insane. Okay, it's just yeah, that's insane because it's just it's not. You're talking about. You're talking about a match with the blinds consistently going up that each round can be, you know, it's kind of like when we played, uh, when you play uh, NBC head up, right? You know, and the, the longest matches would go three hours, right? And by the end, you know, there was somewhat where you have to just move in or whatever. Um, the longest of any of these matches will be is four hours. So, you know, in a four hour match, uh, even no matter how deep you are, let's just say they're 500 big blind steeps to start. Then it goes to 250 big blind, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it's like all Phil has to do is, you know, even if he's down like 20 big blinds or 30, big, even if he's down 100 big blinds, you know, what the point is, is like, like once the blinds go up, now Phil wins two pats in a row. And now he's back in the lead. You see what I'm saying? It's not like it's a tournament fucking structure. So it's not like it's, it's set up like like uh, like the Doug match was, or any of these other matches were. Um, yeah, you're, yeah, you're gonna have to fold Brown. You can, but so what? How much are you really gonna win in the first round with the blind so small? Let's just say yeah, you win. And a 80%. lot of your head from GTO play comes from bet side. Correct. I think, and you're not gonna be able to count out 33 percent, especially when the blinds are constantly changing. You're not gonna be able to do math that fast in your yeah. head. I don't care who you are. No, correct. But, you're 100 percent correct. So. Um, I'm. Uh, I lost thirteen thousand on the Daniel match. Uh, Daniel swore to me he was going to win, and that Doug had no chance, and that Doug doesn't even know what he's getting into, and uh, and I believed him, and uh, I just told Daniel, I go, that's thirteen thousand. I'm gonna uh, that it's going to take a little bit longer to pay you. So okay. yeah, he might. Some of his confidence of his coaches might have been shining through there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I, I, and listen, 
I think Daniel played good. I just think he needed to be more diversity in his game. I think he should have limped a button a lot more. Uh, see, that was another thing I asked Landon. I'm like, dude, how can you overcome that? All Bill Perkins has to do is limp every fucking button and keep the. And then he said, well, part of the, he's not allowed to limp any buttons. That's that's the rule. Uh, so that changed yeah. that 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 gives Landon a little bit more of a, an a, an edge, but. A seven hundred twenty thousand edge, you know. People don't look at it. Daniel lost one point two million. Daniel was only six hundred eighty thousand down with four thousand hands to go. And um, the only reason why he lost one point two million is he he was trying to you know push the envelope to try and uh, take some bad EV spots to try and get lucky and and make a couple of big hits, you know. So man, Landon said he's not limping any buttons. I don't think that would widen or shorten his range any. That's that's probably not a good thing because no, no, uh, Bill's not allowed to limp any buttons. You're just straddling at that point, and increasing the stake of the game. Right. So Bill's not allowed to limp any buttons. He told me. Yeah, he told me Bill's not allowed to limp any buttons. There's no, no. Uh, so when he told me that, that changes. Uh, that changes a lot because um, I'm like, how are you going to overcome that? He just have, all he has to do is limp every button and play every fucking pot in position and keep, and give you all the small ones. I'm like, how the fuck are you going to overcome that? You know? And he told me that. So I changed up a little bit. That might be a strategic error going in there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. That, I don't know. If that's that was, idea. uh, you know, that land is pretty nice kid. I really like him. Uh, he's not really that cocky. Um, at least from what I hung out with him for the day, I found him to be really nice. Um, maybe I'll have him come on the podcast next week, and uh, and uh, yeah, I think I'll do that. That's what we'll do. We'll we'll have him come on the podcast. He just scored yeah. big. He just he, he just hit a tournament for two hundred k just recently, so he's got a little bankroll now. Oh, he's <laughs> the one that won the 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 uh the one over at the Venetian like three months ago, two months ago. I think yeah. he is. I think he is because they, I, I think because they look like I, I I think that is the guy that won that that uh. That that tournament uh, over there. As a matter of fact, I think so. Well, he went from playing. He went from playing 500 NL Zoom. Now he's playing 50 100 in two years. It took him two years to get that high. I mean, he's yeah. got to be a wizard, but he's not a heads up pro. He's never played anyone with any. Which, which makes sense to me because I'm like, if, I'm like, how, like if this guy's a heads up pro, like why is he playing so tight in this fucking game? Because most people that are playing a lot of heads up, like I, I played, like Doug was a heads up wizard. I played in in. In, in nine-handed games with Doug, and he just to me he, to me he just played too many fucking hands, you know. Which is yeah, he's psychotic. I mean, live he donked off so much money live, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and he would have donked it off to Daniel live if Daniel would have just controlled the pots a little more. Shit, he uh, did donk it off to Daniel live. <laughs> well, yeah, like think about like what he would have fucking like Daniel fucking won like how many hundreds of thousands with him fucking just ripping it with nothing. Yeah, in ridiculous no spots too. In ridiculous spots, in like terrible spots, you know. But whatever. Yeah, that hurts. Anyways, all right, man. I appreciate the call, and uh, I'll talk right, to Mike. you. Uh, give me a call next week, man. I'm a, matter of fact, I think I'm gonna call that kid Landon and have him come on the show next week. That'll be our guest next week. That's a good he's, idea. a good. It'll be good. We'll, be, we'll talk to. He's a young kid. He's, he's really a nice kid. I really like him a lot. So. You know, and I just, I just met him last week, so we'll see. All right, man. All right, Mike. I appreciate you taking my call. You got it, buddy. Take care. Later. Yep. Anyways. Um, 
what's wrong with Norman Chad? Uh, I don't know what's wrong with him. He had COVID. No. Hello? Well, welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. Hello? What's up? What's up? What up? You hear me? What's happening? Welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. Yeah, I can hear you. What are you doing? What? What's going on in the cryptocurrency world? We want to hear your... I don't know shit news. about crypto, uh, but the only thing I do know is I watch all the poker players whine like bitches when crypto goes straight up in a month and a half from 18000 to 58000 and then it has a small correction for like two days and the whole the watching all the fucking little bitches cry about oh my god my crypto fell from 58k to 46k oh wah, wah, wah. so i just kind of put them in their place you know i'm like these motherfuckers these same motherfuckers whining like bitches fucking in 2012 called me a fucking scam artist a fucking ponzi scheme motherfucker because i was opening a poker site and i was going to fund it on crypto Right. I was ahead of when that was when Bitcoin was 27 bucks a coin. Right. And now these motherfuckers want to fucking talk shit about wine like bitches because they're they bought crypto for like eighteen hundred a coin and and it dropped from fifty eight thousand to forty six thousand. And they're all worth hundreds of tens of millions, hundreds of millions, you know, off of something that I was ahead of everybody on. Go fuck yourself. So whatever. It's pretty volatile, but it made a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah, uh, well, let's see where we are here uh, six months from now. Uh, who knows? Uh, I think, the, you know, the Tesla, uh, Elon Musk getting involved with crypto, uh, Mark Cuban pushing crypto. Those are those are really two big thing people, but big name people that, that are, you know, you get that the Elon Musk tweets about crypto jumped up 11,000 in one day. Then it went down to like yeah, 40. Then, yeah, then, he, then he fucking... Tweeted about it again. It went from 40 to like 58. Then he said it's too high and it dropped from 58 to 46. So like crypto basically goes by whatever Elon Musk says, you know, pretty yeah. crazy. Pretty crazy. The guys at uh, Molly Fool, they're pretty conservative guys. And they, I just read the other day, they're getting ready to drop $5 million into Bitcoin. So yeah. they must see something too. Yeah. Well, you know, um, they're all uh, little, you know, they're kind of late to the to the party. But I mean, I guess if it goes up to a hundred thousand, you ain't late to a party, you know. Nope. You and, know? and it could. You never know. I mean, some of these some of these these newer uh, coins are moving pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Did my friend tell me the name of the coin? He just dropped a hundred thousand. And hold on. Oh, he didn't call me. Text me back. I don't know where the fuck he's at. My my best friend thought I forgot the name of it, but um, you know he really thinks it's going. It starts be with an M. M. Yeah, I'm just trying to fucking. Uh, I don't know what what the fuck. Anyways, I'll I'll get that for you guys next week. Uh, but it's uh, you know we'll see what happens. So, anyways, uh, what's been going on, man? Not a lot. Just. I heard you talking about that, and I've been watching it myself, so well, I just wanted I mean, to get your take on I'll give you an idea. So in January, middle of January, no, no, that was middle of December. Yeah, it was like the end of December. I was like texting with Brian Rast, 
and he wanted to bet me 5,000. Bitcoin was up to 23 bucks a coin. And I said, I'll bet you 5,000 it drops below 20 before it hits 30. And 1,000 a coin. And he was like, no, no bet, but that I should get all my money and put as much as I can into crypto. He thinks it's going to 100. A month and a half later, it's 58,000, right? And, uh, you know, this was the, this is when I was 23. So I would have like took, if I'd have just took all my money that I had and doubled it already, I'd be completely out of debt and selling long pretty good. But I'm doing fine anyways. But it's like, I missed the boat on everything. So uh, it is what it well, is. Next time you get it, hold it. Well, like they wanted me to buy crypto at 2800 a coin two and a half years ago. And I'm like, why would I do that? I had it at $27 a coin. I'm like, well, right. how much is it going up? <laughs> well, meanwhile, I would have fucking, I'd have, I mean, I'd have been worth tens of millions like the rest of them. So right, uh, whatever is what it is, man. It'll be, I'm not, whenever you look for the quick buck, that's when things go bad. You know, everybody's crying right. because they're sitting on their couch making millions. Uh, they don't even understand that, uh, that when it goes the other way, uh, I'm just going to watch everybody bitch, man. It's like, and it's going to, everything, dude, like I heard the stocks got crushed today. Like, what do stock markets don't just go straight up, okay? This is like ridiculous. Everybody thinks, is, oh, look at all this free money. Oh, look at all this free money. As soon as I get involved, if I put 100000 tomorrow in the fucking the stock market, it will crash even 10 times worse, okay? This is what it does because that's what's going to happen. And then just like, like me, like every bookmaker in the world, got rich. I booked the two biggest fish in history and they broke me and my friend Steve Flicker back in 2003. So, uh, you know, everybody I booked but broke me. So, uh, uh, it's like, you know, I never won booking and I never won betting and I never won following the sharpest guys in the world. So that's why I'm completely out of sports betting. But, you know, it's just, that's just, just, I know that sounds crazy, but you know, stock markets don't go straight up. Okay. There's a big correction happening. That thing is so overvalued, it's a joke. You know what I mean? Right. It's so overvalued. Yeah. Well, when you when you when you remember the name, let us know what it is. I'd be interested. Yeah. Um checking I mean, it talk, out and watching we it. We talked about this for an hour and a half on the phone last night and he I don't know where he must be sleeping. Is it what is All it? All right, man. MDX? Well look. No, it's it's like a two it's like rated two hundred and seventy first ranked coin, he told me. But he said we're hoping it makes it in the top fifty. So, anyways, all right, man. Thanks for calling. I'll, I'll, right, I'll let, let you know. Go. Hey, thanks, bro. You got it. Okay. Later. Later. All right. Bye. Wait another call. Bing, bing, bing. Yellow. What up? Welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. Hey, Mike, I'd like to talk about the uh, Perkins, Landis, uh, Tice okay. uh, match. Sure. Um, well, my opinion on it is this. Is, <clears throat> the, prob- the, the problem that Bill might have is uh, basically a matter of motivation. He's obviously has a lot of money. Um, Landon Tice, he, he's basically playing. This is going to uh, encompass his entire world. For however long the match takes, so he'll probably be studying, you know, every waking hour, and he's kind of like a savant. I know a little bit about him. I've been following him for the past few months. 
I mean, he's he's a wizard. He's a he's a games wizard. Bill is yeah. obviously very smart. But yeah, I mean, like when it comes to he, poker. Okay, you just hit it right on the nose. Okay, so let's talk about that. Bill has a lot of money. Um, is he going to just say fuck this and not be motivated like three weeks into this match? Is that what you're saying? Well, I will tell you, I know Bill personally from years ago. Right. And I will tell you that no matter how much money he's making or losing, if he's not enjoying himself, he has so much else going on in his life. Correct. That he's not going to—he's not going to devote that much time and energy to it. Correct. So if he wins or loses a million dollars, it's not—it literally will not phase him if he's not having a good time. Whereas with Landon, it—it's his every waking moment. It's his every thought. I mean, this kid—I'm telling you—he's a wizard. He's a savant. Whatever he needs to do to be great at this uh, heads up, he will do. You know, and so. If, if the line is, you know, nine big blinds per hundred, I'm telling you, you know, it's it's a big number to save, but it's probably pretty fair. Yeah. And I think I think if, if it gets away from Bill and it stops being fun for him, you know, it could be, you know, it, it could just roll away. The, the match can just get away from him pretty pretty easily. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Uh but like I'm just wondering, like what kind of side bets are they going to have? Like, like Bill didn't like losing a bunch of money on Daniel. I'm telling you that right now. He hated it. Uh, Bill hates to lose. I know that. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, I don't even really like the way that this bet developed because I feel it was kind of predatory. Well, um, that's what Doug Polk was saying. He felt it was very predatory, and he also, but he also felt like the kid's like pretty cocky given this kind of a spot. Yeah, he's cocky because, look, Bill is incredibly smart. But he, his, his intelligence is, is a global intelligence. Landon Tyson's intelligence is he's a gamesman. Okay, so he, he may be one of the best games players, you know, in his age group, in the world, yeah. and, he, and his ability to learn—they—they they actually call him the child of the sim because right. he specializes in studying the computer simulations, you know, of, of poker. So, I, I get like as me and you were talking right now, I guarantee you, Landon Tice is doing heads-up computer simulations. Yeah, and I, and, no and I've never—I've never done a simulation in my life. Neither have I. But but you know what? If he wants to just spot me. I'll take six hundred thousand. He doesn't even have to spot me seven twenty. I'll take six hundred thousand in spot, and I'll play him twenty five k hands, and I'll limp the button every fucking hand, and he'll never win six hundred thousand from me. Okay, uh, you well, know that's, that's why. Part of the agreement is you can't limp the button. I know that's what I. That's why I brought it up to him. I'm like when he told me it's like seven hundred and twenty thousand. He's spotting. Him, I'm like. I'm like, how could you overcome that? I'll just limp the button every hand. And he's like, well, part of the deal is he's not allowed to limp the button. I'm like, okay, well, that makes a little bit more sense because, like, if you're just going to spot somebody at 720000 it's like, there's this, I'll just limp the button every hand. You, there's no, you couldn't win 720000 you know? So Yeah, I mean, have you ever heard the uh, expression reverse peddling the nuts? Yes. I, I mean, basically, basically, you know, acting like, 
you're in such a bad spot, but in, in the back of your mind, you, you really you think differently. I think that Landon Tice and those, all those guys from Sulphur Y, which I think these guys are great. I think they're entertaining. I think they're very smart. I think they think they're a much bigger favorite than nine big blinds. And when they talk about it, they talk about how, well, this is such a big number to save, but it's, it's like tongue-in-cheek. I can see in the back of their minds, they're like, thank God that we didn't have to give the biggest Well, spot. I mean, if I he doesn't... If he doesn't, you got to remember Daniel. Daniel really increased a lot of variant. It, it, I thought Dan, I one thing I'll agree with 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 what Doug said after the match is Daniel was three betting way too many mid, middle pairs, uh, small pairs. Uh, too, Daniel three bet way too much dog shit. Uh, okay. Uh, and 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 and, I, and the thing is, is if Bill doesn't do that, okay. And he just kind of plays almost straightforward poker. Seven twenty is going to be a lot to overcome. You understand? Like Daniel got stuck five hundred thousand in the first two weeks of the challenge because he wasn't didn't make the right adjustments that he needed to make. You see what I'm trying to say? Like is a world class a world class poker player. Correct. Okay. Agree. Bill's Bill's a very proud guy. Right. If Bill gets down a million dollars. He wants that money. He, he he wants to come back more than than the money matters to him. Well, yeah. Okay? So Bill Bill is not going to slow down. You know, he's he's out to win, not for the money, but for the glory. Well, because yeah. The, the the fun for him is more important than the money. Well, so that's the same with Daniel. He didn't give a fuck about the money. He just wanted to fucking shut Doug up, and instead he got a big cock in his ass. So. You know, right. but Daniel See, probably I, liked it. I, so I, I hear that Daniel did that. I hear that Daniel did that bet without without the proper spot because all he did was just hand Doug money. Yeah. But however good Doug was at heads up poker, with Morgan Tice given the time and the and, and the energy and the motivation, he could be as good as Doug. That's how much of a wizard this kid is. You know, like it, it, I don't think people realize how much of a computer wizard. Landon Tice is, and how quickly his ability to move up the learning curve is. Like from everything that I've seen in him, everything I've heard him say, he's so like like even his ability to like level headed in like pressure situations that should kind of bend people, you know, his age. That kid is very impressive. So if Bill doesn't take it seriously, now I'm not saying he's not going to take it seriously, but if he loses focus because it's not as much fun as he wanted it to be. And he starts down like Daniel is down. You know, Daniel is a professional poker player, and his ability to like regroup and refocus and come back was very impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if a non-professional has the ability to do that as well as a professional. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's a fair spot, and I don't think it's an easy bet. And even though it's seven hundred twenty thousand. I mean, even if he's raising the button, right, uh, and he can't limp, uh, there's still way ways to keep that the the, the keep the the um, okay. Well, here's down okay. the the, here's, the what's it called the, the variance down. I see. Landon Tice, he will play with Bill, and then after a certain amount of time, he's going to detect certain areas where Bill may not be balanced. And right. he's going to attack those over and over again. And if Bill does not react and, be, and, and balance out those areas, 
you know, where land is taking advantage of. Mm-hmm. The, the, the amount of big blinds per hour that land is going to win is going to go up over time, not down. Yeah. Kind of the reverse of what happened with Daniel. Yeah. Daniel's a professional, so his ability to react to the reaction. Makes, yeah. Daniel's been know, playing for 20-something years. Bill's more of a businessman that plays poker. Uh, I understand what you're correct. saying. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. You know, uh, uh, I I do know that that number, like I said, was way inflated when Daniel was down so much because Daniel was got was pressing the action a lot. Uh, so I'm not so sure when you're getting spotted seven twenty, um, if you're not just folding a lot more blanked off flops. You know yeah, what I mean? mean? Daniel's problem also was is that his all on TV was like minus a half a million. And that doesn't help when you're already an underdog. In, in well, a, this is what I'm saying. Like, like if that fucking all in EV at the which ended up being like five hundred thousand in Doug's favor is favored five hundred thousand in Daniel's favor. You, you know, you're talking about almost an even match. You know, so and if that happens in in Bill's favor, uh, like I said, you could be a ten on a scale of one to ten as a poker player, and the other guy could be like a six. But if his all in EVs are five hundred thousand in his favor, good luck overcoming it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Doug is very smug. Doug kind of bum hunted also. He didn't give the proper spot. It's kind of cuntish to be a huge favor over someone and not to give them the proper spot. Yeah. You know, like I, I just I don't get why Daniel did it. You know, he must have Buddy, I don't know why Daniel did it either. I was against him doing it. I go, Why are you giving this fucking motherfucker a platform? All you're gonna do is increase his business in upswing poker by ten thousand percent and all he did is make this guy that he couldn't stand rich and wealthier you know what why for what reason why would he give a guy like that a uh any kind of credit credence but daniel thought he had nothing better to do it was covid and he thought that he with the right training he could beat him and uh guess what uh now he looks like an idiot so whatever you know i I respect daniel a lot for it though did they did they have to finish twenty thousand hands no daniel could have quit Daniel could have quit at twelve thousand five hundred. Uh, Daniel was down what, like four hundred and something, or yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the uh, I'm talking about the the person price match. I like, I don't have any. Obvious. I mean, if if he's down a million dollars at twelve thousand five hundred, you would think he'll just quit. You know, I I know Bill. He might have a lot of money, but he don't want to lose. You know, no. nobody likes to lose. You know, you know Daniel was it's down. Also not, yeah. Daniel was down seven seven twenty after twelve thousand five hundred hand mark, and then he won two two twenty seven to he was only down like four eighty, and uh, they still had they still had uh, Doug the favorite to win the second half of the match, which he did. Uh, but that a lot of that has to do with Daniel getting kind of pushing the envelope, uh, trying to get lucky towards the end there. I mean, it was like a free five hundred thousand for Doug, you know. There was right. he was always going to be putting it in with the worst of it, and uh, and uh, that's what he kind of did at the end. So, you know, whatever. All right, man. Well, uh, I appreciate the call. Uh, and uh, good talking to you. But see, I'm gonna Both I'm gonna call Landon. Know? I'm gonna call Landon or Bill next week. I have one of them on the show. You know. Okay, so uh, he's almost like art- like artistic. You could tell like he's kind of like socially awkward and like his brain is always like six miles in front of everybody. Yeah. I'm telling you, the, 
kid is very impressive. Yeah, I you really know, listen. I played with him all day. I played seven hours with him all day. Very nice kid. Um, never really got out of line. Uh, knew when to check back. Didn't play too fast. Took what the table gave him. Uh, to yeah, me, he's just a, a solid player. Why people are trusting this kid with millions of dollars? You know. Yeah. Well, he seems like a very nice kid. Uh, I only knew him for seven hours. Uh, I was impressed. Uh, he was very nice, and uh, I'm going to see if I get him on the show next week. So, if you if you want to learn a little bit more about him, you know, there's hours of him talking about poker strategy on the Sulfur Why. They have like free uh, like blogs on you know on the internet where they sit down and they discuss stuff for you know an hour or two at a time. And there's a yeah. couple of episodes where you know he's he's one of the commentators, and you can just tell by the way he talks that the yeah. way. He, Thinks about poker. It's very computerized. Listen, yeah. Well, I want to play all the computerized people because because you know what? If you have instinct like I have and your God given talent, you can fucking do all the studying you want. The guy with the instincts going to win. Yeah, but that's live. Instinct on the computer is so much less. Yeah. No. No. When you're playing, listen. Online poker is completely different than live poker. So what you're saying is completely yeah. makes sense to me. It's why I always struggled winning online. Uh, the reason why I've been doing well now online is because I'm playing in pretty soft games. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean, like live, I know where I'm at in every hand. Live online, I, I'm just guessing, and that's where that's kind of where you must know all the math, which I don't know. Uh, comes right. into. I, I actually think that because of like real-time assistance and, and solvers, yeah. I think online poker will be dead. Well, real RT, real time RTAs are illegal, so you're not even allowed to use them. So the people that are arguing them are illegal, but virtually impossible to catch. Yeah, I know because I, I I recently found out about all this cheating with RTAs that are going on on Party Poker and on GG Poker, and uh, you know uh, I, I there's some big name people involved that that are that are that are involved in it, and I just want to make sure I have the entire story before I put it out to the world. But yeah, there's uh there's big time, big name. To an argument with Matt Berkey over this. Yeah, there's people that are. Real, was is that. You have to assume that the other person you're playing, especially if you're playing like high stakes online. Right. Yeah, I agree. RTA, it's out there. It's available. It's against the rules, but only because the poker sites are making it. If the poker site made a rule, you're not allowed to wear a purple shirt when you're playing. Yeah, if you wear a purple shirt, you're breaking the rules. Yeah. But in my opinion, RTA is not really cheating because it's a computer program. It's not. I, I, I didn't know what it was when I found out this info about it. And then somebody sent me um, a program on it. And it, it, I mean, it, you could basically plug in your bet size and and against everybody's stack. And it's, you could, you, it makes you play perfect strategy at all times. How the fuck can you yeah, win? It's a real time solver with balancing the ranges and randomization. Right. And it's out there. So if you're playing for hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and something like that is out there, if you don't well, assume that your competition is using it, I think that's foolish. And right. just with the fact that it's so easy to use, I just think online poker is dead. Like I'm with you. Like, online, but this is, goes back to the beginning. When I used to always say online poker wasn't designed to play 1,000, 2,000 online. It was resolved for people who had nowhere to play in the middle of the country to play $1, $2, no limit, or correct. you know, and cheap poker around the country to keep them busy. That's what it was designed for. You know, you want to play high stakes, you come to a fucking casino and you play high stakes. That's it. 
That's always what I felt. So I under, I agree with you 100% so on that. I think that the online high-stakes community is basically eating their young. And, and, and the solvers, all this. I, I mean, I think computers have ruined Poker is not the same now than it was no. you know, 10, 15 years ago. It's, it's not, not, but it, like, to me it's... It's not a game of instincts. It's not a fun game. Uh, it's basically like a, being a mathematician. But right? if you so, play in private games where nobody is using a solver and everybody is correct. playing their instincts, now you have your now you're playing real po- up to and that's what I play in, you know. Like when I play in Phil's game, I'm playing with people that are all just basically using their instincts and and going with their feel and so every, you know, yeah, it's, that's why talking I talking w- about a game where the barrier to entry is extremely high and it's a, your access to that game is is is, is rare. Right. You know, like yes. that's not the, that's not something that most people have access to. Right. I'm saying like poker, the game that I fell in love with and that you fell in love with 20, 30 years ago, yeah. that game is virtually dead. I mean, especially online. Yes. It's, it's ridiculous. I agree. I agree with you 100%. You know, I loved playing online 15 years ago. Now yeah. it, And everybody and, and they're all pushing like to legalize online poker and unfor- I don't care what anybody says, I'm not one of those people pushing for it. I think Online poker is really bad for the for the for the for poker community. I think it's bad for poker. Uh, now, there's a lot of good things about it. Like I said, for people that need the middle of the country uh, or wherever they need a place to play, it's great. But to just play for a living online, it's, it, that those days are over. You know, I'm with you on that. Right. Well, with the advancement of solvers and and, and computer aids, online poker is horrible. It's the reason why you can't play backgammon. That yep. game for money is dead. Chess for money is dead. Yes. Because those games have been solved by computers. Correct. And people can cheat. Yes, so I agree. I don't, I don't consider people using solvers and, and, and real-time assistance, I don't consider that cheating, per se. I just consider that... I mean, really from what I've learned about so, it in the last six weeks, it's to me, it's pretty much cheating. Uh I brought it up it's to cheating work because it makes you you can't see your opponent's hand, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're using your computer to range your opponent and mm-hmm. to have a better idea of you know where they are at in the hand. But yeah. you're also you're making assumptions. Right? You're, you're not playing in God well, mode. There's a kind of know, a like, reason uh, even Fossil. even back in 20, 2006, 2007, There's a reason why all those people that were getting rich on the internet showed up in the casinos and they were fucking the, they were free money. Okay, because uh, it's not how many of the best players that started off online became great live players. You can count them on one hand, probably. So it's just not easy, you know. Right. But anyways, man, it's good talking to you. I appreciate the call and uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll hope to hear from you next week or the week after or whatever. OK. You got it, Mike. Talk you got to it, man. Thanks for calling. Later. All right, man. We're going to wrap this up here. Right. Uh, we got a couple more. I don't want to. I'm in a lot of pain. It's been an hour and 20. Uh, I'll get back to people next week that I missed out on. Um, but I just want everybody to know uh, this Sunday uh, uh, on my online poker game, go to mouthpoker at yahoo.com, mouthpoker at yahoo.com. You can sign up for a $100 tournament. That's rake-free tournament Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, rake-free tournament and um, – we have a great home game. We play one, two, two, four, no limit in PLO every night. Uh, uh, it's a great, uh, all my guys, a shout out to all my guys, uh, Slyman, Tipster, uh, 
uh, Hotch, uh, all my boys, uh, Shoe Leaf. Let's see, am I missing? There's so many others. Triple X Bowl. Who else? Uh, butt stuff. Shout out to all you guys playing my home game every day for the last six months. We have a good time. Uh, I enjoy playing with you all. Uh, and uh, for everybody out there who wants to play poker with me, I try and play an hour a day. Um, sometimes I'll put in two, three hours at one. If I'm in a, you know, a lot of times I'm not in pain. So if you want to play in my home game, email mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Mouth poker at yahoo.com and uh, join up this Sunday for our $100 buy-in no-rake tournament. All right, another episode of the mouthpiece is over. I'm in a lot of pain or I'd stay a little longer. For those who weren't able to get through to me on the calls today, I'm going to have Landon or Bill Perkins on the show next week. Probably Landon. I I got to know him pretty well uh, this last week playing with him. Seems like a nice guy. And uh, we'll hear about the match. You guys will call in and ask him questions. Uh, I'll see if I can get them on next week. All right, you guys. Have a good one. I'll talk to you all later. The Mouthpiece.